What's up, everybody? This is Stacey B. and KP, and you are listening to the Queen Sugar Review for Episode 9, Season 3, The Tree and Stone Were One. So, KP, what was your overall feeling for Episode 9? This episode was like, I think it was Episode 5 when everything blew up and it was just a mess. This is, we're back. We're back. This was, to me... I think this is actually going to be one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> you might look back and you know and say, "Wow, that that was a good episode." I think this episode is one that will stay with me. It, it has some epic potential. So, yeah, I feel like it's just it's a lot going on. It's a lot per the usual, but this is another. It was another pivotal thing. Everything that happened was big for everybody. So. Um, yeah, this is going to be one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, this was a, a great episode. And what I loved about it was there were subtleties in it, but the subtleties were major. Mm. <laughs> you, yes. You, you, felt, you <laughs> felt like no one had to be over the top. It was it was just very clear, and you felt it in your gut, uh, every, you know, certain moments. And we will get deeper into that. So let's talk about first Darla and Ralph Angel. Well, Darla came with uh, the 50-50 last episode. Now she's come with 70-30. (laughs) Not playing uh, with him at all. Yeah, she's definitely deep in her feelings. Um, You know, really taking Ralph Angel to town. And, of course, that's devastating to him. Um, But what are your your thoughts with that? Because last episode I was Team Darla. I think this episode I'm Team Ralph Angel. As I said, they kind of both are in their ego a lot. I switched teams too with this episode because I felt that going from 50-50 to 70-30 was such a huge jump. And her reasoning for it was stability. And although Darla is doing well, I don't think she has... She, I don't think she's at the point where she can say, I'm the most stable in this, um, in this child's life because she's actually been the one that's, that's left uh, more times. (laughs) Ralph Angel left once, I guess, for prison. But since he got out, he's been there for him, and he's been the most consistent thing. I I did not like it at all. And, And I think that she feels empowered because she has her parents behind her, and she has her parents' resources. And so she felt that, you know, I could just, give you this 70 30 and you you're going to take it and i hate that um if i found it interesting that the first person he you know the next scene we see him at charlie's house and i'm still in my feelings about ralph angel not answering charlie's call but i guess that's why you know charlie's a better woman than i am because she's fighting for him and telling him it's going to be okay and she's going to fight and i'm just like okay charlie like i probably wouldn't have been so gone over okay um I'm glad. I guess Darla Darla didn't calculate that Ralph Angel would have support. I think she underestimated that, and so in that respect, I'm glad that Charlie is not letting. Basically, Charlie picked up another fight as if she didn't have enough. But I'm glad that it's going to be okay. Ralph Angel doesn't have to be out here with no legal representation, and he could actually have a fair fight. But I was 100% mad at Darla, 100%. This is not, you just can't go from 50-50 to 70-30 when your past is so, it's just so up in the, like, you, like Darla, really? I just, okay, yeah, I, I just couldn't believe she did that. Yes, it was a petty moment for her, for sure. And, um, and, and yeah, it, it, and Ralph Angel did a wonderful job or, uh, Kofi did a wonderful acting job um, with uh, when he revealed, you know, this is pain of this, of, of losing yet something again, or possibly losing yet another thing in his life, even though he's really trying to, you know, do the right right thing in his life and, and stay straight and, and, and narrow, whatever. Um, but what I also loved about this was how, or most importantly, what I loved about this was the message I think the writers are showing or the producers are showing, which is that black men do <laughs> want to be there for their kids. You know, a lot of times 
we see an image of black men or the stereotype of black men not wanting to be active fathers. That is really a, a, a myth a, a lot of times. Sometimes the, the woman is preventing them <laughs> from seeing their children sure. so or from being able to be a father. I'm not saying there aren't some absentee fathers. There are, but it's, you know, a lot of times in the media, you, you tend to think that it's a lot when it comes to particularly black men that, you know, it's, it's often. But I love that they're showing us a black man really fighting to be a father uh, yeah. for his children. So, and his you know, and his force for not for not being there for all of the things that he missed. I thought it was exactly. interesting. Like I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't there for his first haircut. I just took the training wheels off his bike. I mean, it was, yeah, it was a touching, touching scene. Very good scene. And I was talking about Charlie Jacob and his mother uh, and their meeting. Uh, they want Charlie to join forces with them, obviously, to fight uh, against their own family uh, for building, trying to build the private prison uh, on the land. And the mother, you know, was quite interesting. <laughs> um, some people I read or read, you know, some comments online um, when she was saying, you know, I don't want those criminals and thugs on my land, you know, <laughs> some read that her tone to be kind of racist, mm-hmm. um, meaning like she really does, does not want black and brown people on her land. Um, and, and this would obviously be her perspective because obviously not every criminal or thug is a black person or a brown person. But, you know, that's just how some people perceive her perception of the situation. Um, and then she called Charlie a girl and all these things, but... I love the strength of Charlie in that scene. Again, I, I think I heard the showrunner, Kat, say, you know, Charlie was really going to be on her Godfather-ish this season, and that felt very Godfather-ish. And I loved her quote about how I'm, you know, pretty much I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but I'm wary of anyone going against their own flesh and blood and how we don't do that. But the irony of that is her own sister happened. is betraying yep. her. But she had no idea in that moment, but that was a great line, you know, of how, you know, she can't really trust someone trying to go against her own family. But, again, just a great moment, great moment of strength on her end. But how do you feel about the Landrys and and Charlie joining, possibly joining joining forces with Jacob and his mother? Just let me say, I love this scene because I loved it when Charlie had to put Mama B, I'll call her Mama B, in her place and tell her, I'm not your girl. And because people have a habit, especially here in the South, of doing that, of calling you, oh, oh, that's my, or they call you honey or sweetie or whatever. So when she did that, I was like, thank you, Charlie, because no, like she needs to know where you're coming from instead of straight right at the beginning of this meeting. I could totally see coming off the heels of that comment why a lot of people would say, oh, she don't, she, she's saying that because she don't want black people on her land. I could totally see it. Um, I, I, I think they probably do have a, a racist tinge to them. I, don't, I can't say if they're 100% racist or whatever, but she is an old Southern woman. So... And she has been a part of Landry Enterprises for all of her life. So I'm not going to put it past her that that's what she meant. Um, When she refers to criminals and thugs, she probably is in her mind thinking about black people. Probably so. As far as the deal is concerned, and as you point out, something I was going to point out was about the the line about um, not being able to trust people and certainly not trusting someone who would betray their own brother or sister. And, you know, Charlie says, oh, yeah, my family doesn't do that. And I'm like, oh, Lord, Charlie, okay. But I think, (laughs) actually, Charlie, your family does do that to you all the time. But, um, all the time. But, (laughs) Charlie, I I think Jacob was telling the truth. I really think, and I hate Jacob. You know, I think Jacob is creepy as hell. I think Jacob was telling the truth when he took her out when he wanted to take her out on her, on his boat and he was telling her my my mother is like your father they love the land and my 
family, my side of the family, the Boudreaux, is not like them. I believe him. I, 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 I can't now. I didn't believe him then, but I kind of believe that what he was saying was true. His mom does want to protect her family's legacy, and she is in the same fight that Charlie is in. Charlie is trying to protect her family's legacy. She's trying to keep this land. Her And Mama B is trying to do the same thing. As he said, we have the same goal. Charlie's already put on notice, I don't trust you, but she doesn't care. She's like, listen, we just got to get this prison, not built on this land. So I'm actually, I'm for Charlie joining forces with Jacob and his mom, but I think what also needs to happen is after they stop the prison, she just needs to continue to um, her quest to tear that family down. Like, I don't think she needs to abandon that because I don't think they're that good of a people. I think she still needs to keep that plan. It's just, that's part B. Part A is let's stop this prison. Do whatever you have to do. Get those shares from Colton because now Charlie would walk away. I think Colton has 10%. So she would walk away with not 11%. So, yeah, I, I would just make this a part A and a part B. Go ahead and do this with, um, with uh, I think I think with Francis. Go ahead and do this with Francis and Jacob. Jacob's over there just in love with Charlie. So, I mean, I'm sure she could still use that to her advantage because he really wants a relationship with her, which I think is very interesting because, yeah. And disgusting. It's, and disgusting, you're right. It's super-duper creepy. But... Right. Yeah, notice how Charlie took that envelope off the table. That means she's in. Otherwise, she would have left it there. So, I mean, but the way she did it, she just got up, snatched it, and left. Like, bye, bitch. Thanks for the tea. I'm out. So, we'll see how it goes. I don't know. I, that whole, But that whole Godfather, that was a Godfather scene. I loved it. Oh, yeah, it definitely was a Godfather scene. And um, I, I agree. You know, it, it's definitely smart actually you know um for charlie to join forces because you kind of need a i don't know if they they would be the lesser devil of the devil yeah yeah they <laughs> would yes you, you, you kind of need those you need someone just a little bit close close to the level of the big devil uh on your side because you know this is quite a fight you can't be all goldfish out there <laughs> you know you're you're in a uh, the ocean with sharks, and yeah, you can't be a goldfish. You gotta, you gotta be kind of become a piranha. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> no, because be he's out of options now. Because yeah. I, I think I maybe a before my recap is about eminent domain, and when the government comes in, there's really nothing you can do. It's a wrap. I mean, she, I think she's out of options as far as this prison is concerned. So I feel like she has to do it. <laughs> You have to have some bite in you when you're dealing with with sharks, just in general, in business, yeah. and obviously, you know, well, in this business and in life, <laughs> you know, otherwise you'll get eaten alive. Um, now, we'll end with Nova and Remy, but let's next go to Micah and the arson yeah, issue here. Um, we have uh, a felony situation, obviously, on a historical site. Uh, you know, obviously what was meant to not be quite on that level became that level, which is scary. Um, Micah is obviously scared <laughs> as uh, when the doorbell rang and it was Remy coming to see his mother. You know, he was afraid it was the cops probably. Um, but it's clear that he just does not have street smarts because he was supposed to be the lookout. He wasn't the lookout and, you know, he... he uh, <laughs> He went back to the scene, uh, the, the scene of the crime. You know, he's taking pictures, and it's like all these, all this kind of evidence is out there. Evidence. And so it's clear that he has no idea what he's doing or who he's dealing with. And now, honestly, this is a big issue because it, it seriously is a felony. Uh, so, what are your thoughts? On it went like I thought it was going to go. <laughs> I mean, honestly, they were almost done. Um, but, you know, it wasn't Micah that messed it up. It was Ant. So, and I've been thinking about Ant because that was Ant's bag. And it's there. And it's evidence. So I just wonder about that. Because I've been thinking, does Ant have a record? Because if he does, that's his bag. But And his prints are somewhere on it. But I, Micah is just the dumbest. 
I just don't know what to say about him. Like, why did he go back to the scene with them shoot with the same shoes on? Why right. was he, did he not think what they were doing was a crime? Because he was out there taking pictures like it wasn't. Who takes pictures of their crime? <laughs> I'm just like, like the social media generation, the social media. <laughs> right, boy, Micah, man, like, okay, so so yeah. When they first started this thing, the only two charges they were going to possibly rack up were trespassing and vandalism. But that's still a crime. So why are you out here taking pictures? And now you add an arson to it. So it's just, it's a mess. It is an absolute mess. And they are the, they are idiots. I mean, <laughs> they're idiots. And I just want been wondering since Wednesday why they even had candles in the first place. I, I just don't even understand. But that's how I feel about Micah X and the Panthers, Little Panthers. I'm just tired. I'm tired of them. And Charlie's going to be tired of them, too, when she hears about it. But, yeah. It's yet another thing that Charlie will have to deal that's with. Like, good Lord, yeah. like, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> oh, he needs a goddamn break. But to be honest, this happening to her child, though, this is going to be what probably really sets her off. Because, you know, Micah's her heart. Right. Right. Everything else, just, just it, idiotic. <laughs> but this is her child. Yeah, she's gonna go now, and, and his future, and his future. I mean, this is horrible. Yeah. And, uh, if, he, if he doesn't yes. go to jail, he can sure going back to private school. <laughs> well, his future in private school, and his thing. The thing about Queen Sugar is, you can always go back and see. It's a lot of foreshadowing. Um, right. The conversation that Charlie had with him about trust when he first went to this new school. The conversation she had with him about your counselors are talking about school and getting into the Ivy Leagues. And mm -hmm. when he had that conversation, wanted to go to public school. Well, a lot of kids in public school go to the Ivy League. So all of this is going to impact all of that. And will Gardini even take him back? I mean, Davis is going to have to write another million-dollar check. That's, you know, whatever. But I think one thing that the Little Panthers have not factored into this equation is that Micah is rich and you are not. So what they're about to get a lesson in is privilege and class. Micah going to be okay, but you guys probably won't. And that's going to be the sad lesson. <laughs> that's going to be a sad day when they're all sitting in jail and Micah is at the house. So wait, they, you think... Micah's going to get affluenza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Charlie's going to get... Charlie, got, I don't really mention this, but Charlie got raw lawyer, the best that money can buy. Why wouldn't she do the same for, for Micah? And plus, this is Davis, too. Oh, so, no, no. Micah will definitely get his support. He's going to be sure. all right. He's going yeah, he to get community decision. service. He's going to get community service. But this was a horrible decision, and it's a great lesson <laughs> and how who you associate with and just one bad decision can truly ruin your life but i will say queen sugar must have some hell of a legal consultant team because i'm really curious how they're going to get out of all this how they're going to get out of the eminent domain like all that ish like how are they well they can get out of the eminent domain <laughs> if they stop the award of the contract so yeah, that's I mean, why yeah, Charlie was telling the guy, I'm not going to need you. Yeah, I'm more yeah. making a joke. I'm just saying, you know, they, oh, okay. they just have a, a, a legal consultant team here. Anyway, okay. but uh, let's talk about Aunt Vi and her business partner uh, or his or her business partner and him willing to still work with her. I thought that was a great moment and how he's also willing to support her in her sickness. You know, if she's ever feeling down bad just let him know but he's ready to move forward i thought that was a beautiful thing it was very nice of him i 100 percent was not expecting that i definitely thought that that deal was dead i did but jared has heart and told her to let him know you know when she's having a bad day and i mean i thought i thought it was very sweet that she i guess this is one situation where honesty paid off so uh, she gets to, you know, continue. And I guess, and he gave her a new agreement. You know, I'm going 
I do contracts for a living, so I'm always paying attention when people are passing contracts. But he came with a new agreement. So I'm guessing that <clears throat> she's oh, going so to get you her need deal. To <laughs> So then you need to become a legal consultant on the show. Okay. Just, okay, yeah, okay. You're listening. That's why you need to drop that in domain thing. I'm like, okay, so she, she knows her contract's there. Okay. No, I mean, well, you, because I used to work for the city, so I know if you you have to get the contract first. So that's why they have to stop. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. yeah, they have to stop the award. They can stop the yeah, award. No, and not, not an issue. But, yeah, yeah I, I was happy for Vibe. And I was like, oh, he, he brought a new contract. Okay. So did he go with the... the um, I'm wondering what's in it because she never finished her presentation. So, you know, but I'm assuming it's all good because when they were later talking about um, the wedding, I think she mentioned that she had, that it was a done deal. So I think all is well. Right. And planning and the wedding, of the, so that's cool. Right. And speaking of the wedding, what's your dream, black man? I love that, that line that I, I gave to Hollywood. Um, and really just supporting him finally and um, what are and really wanting to know what his dreams were. How did you feel about that moment? Finally. Finally. I'm like, did, did Hollywood's mama, what's her name, Willa May, did Willa May talk to Vi on the way out? Because Vi has never asked what Hollywood wants to do. Um, but <laughs> I'm glad that she asked <laughs> because that was Willa May's whole situation. Like, Hollywood, you sitting here taking care of this woman and she don't need you. You need to, you know, do your own thing. So I'm glad that I realized that Hollywood does need to be a, be his own man. He needs to do it. You know, he needs his dream fulfilled, too, because she, her dreams are coming true. So I like that. I loved it. And I love that she's finally giving in to this wedding that she kind of didn't want, but I think she's kind of doing it for Hollywood. So I definitely loved everything about their scenes. Right, and that's a wonderful thing, you know, even if you don't really want it. People, it, the best relationships are filled with sacrifice and compromise. <laughs> so, you know, like you said, that was just a great representation of that. Um, finally asking him what his dreams are, because you, you want to both be winning if you can in a relationship. It just, it will, it would just make it a lot healthier. Um, but let's talk about the big kahuna of the episode, Remy and Nova, I mean, Remy and, yeah, Remy and Nova and Charlie. Uh, we saw the scene of uh, Nova and her audacity, as you've said, walking hand in hand across town with Remy. Old as hell. On a date. Yeah, on a, on a date. Uh, this is the audacity of that. Um, and it was across town, which in many ways obviously shows her, she knew what she was doing was wrong. Um, and you know, because they haven't even spoken to Charlie, and yet right. they're already or about out Charlie. Charlie like they've not spoken yeah. about her either. Talked about her, and they haven't spoken to her. And now, you know, we know that Nova ultimately tells Charlie what happened. But what really threw me was how Remy approached Charlie after that situation with his passive aggressiveness, um, almost like you know, her creeping with her sister was her fault. Um, and I know you have your thoughts on how Nova approached Charlie, so we can talk about that. But the point is, they had their date, they had their moment of smoking blunts together, and we learned a little bit more. We learned a little bit more about Remy and his past that we may not have known before. And you know, he just he just seemed like a different person, which is kind of scary. And we'll talk briefly on that a little later. On what is like, who is Remy really? Um, but yeah, but overall, just their approach with Charlie was quite interesting. For me, the worst approach came from, uh, from Remy. Remy. And, but I do love her line. Nova and I are forever. We're family. For you, you'll always be fleeting. Uh, that was a very powerful, calm read. I, I said on my tweet. <laughs> very she, calm. She read she read him to the gods, though. She really read him to the gods. But she was shocked. Like I, I even said on my on, my, on another tweet, Charlie looked like she was hoodwinked, bamboozled, run amok, all that. <laughs> because of course she was shocked. It just came out of nowhere. And you, you just would not have imagined Remy from how we were introduced to him first season to do this. But we're going to talk a little bit more later 
on how that may have been possible. I have thoughts on both of them, and I think both of them were wrong. They continue to be wrong, and no one is making this situation any better. Um, Nova, I think she had no intention of telling Charlie about telling the truth. Um, she was just led by her emotions after the the uh, talk with Ross. So that was my first thing, is that you really weren't going to do this. But the way Charlie stood up for family, I think, made her. So here we are, and she's trying to figure out the words and, you know, to tell her. And she comes out with it because Charlie told her, you know, just spit it out. And, of course, Charlie's like, what in the hell? Like, what are you, what are you talking And she's shocked. And, of course, she doesn't go off like I want her to. But what she does say, which is what I love about Charlie, always cuts. It, it always cuts. And it, what she told her, you you relentlessly went after me. About the mill, it wasn't the first time, but it will be the last. Meaning, bitch, you ain't got nothing to say to me from here on out. You can't call me out on anything. You don't have any morality. You just can't do it. I'm done with you. And then she just literally... You know, it's like, yeah, I'm done. But within that conversation, when Nova tells her, I'll walk away if you want me to. What kind of, how? She means she doesn't want to. Well, here's the thing. How are you going to apologize? And then in the next breath, I will walk away if you want me to. How am I supposed to answer that? Exactly. And how and why? Are you putting this on me? Why do I have to make this decision for you? I was so bothered by that. And it made me think she is saying she's sorry, but she's not. There's no remorse. Because if she were really sorry, she would have said, you're right. I will walk away, period. Not if you want me to. What kind of, no, no, ma'am. So, yeah done with her then here comes Remy first of all don't come to my house that's number one don't come <laughs> unannounced number two you went in, you didn't call you just showed up you have the you have such audacity you're you're so bold because you know both of them are lucky they're dealing with somebody like Charlie because other people would have just opened the door with a gun like, get off my porch. <laughs> or open the door. Like, what the, what the hell do you want? Like, with an open door, what the hell do you want? I'm not talking to you in closing. You know what I'm saying? They're lucky they're dealing with Charlie because she's the calmest. She's the calmest. Like, so she walks out, and I, I loved um, the writer for this episode, the director for this episode. I forget her name. She did like kind of like a rundown of what all these scenes really meant. And the conversation outside, which I'm glad Charlie never invited him in, but the conversation outside included pillars, which um, were for separation. And I was like, hmm, very interesting. I also noticed Charlie walked down the steps, like, let me just get you closer to your truck. Like, let's just talk out here instead of just staying, like, right by the door. She's like, let me just walk on down. Remy was full of shit. I think we can curse. Was full of shit. Bruh, how are you going to, how are you going to start this conversation with, you know, it was over? No, sir. You're right, that's so the out of order. Right, it's like, it's right. this is my justification for why I'm with your sister. You knew it was over. Uh, that's not good enough for me. That's not good enough. And throughout this entire conversation, he never said he was sorry. He was only there to justify and he was only there to make himself feel better. But I was happy that Charlie used his words, the same words that he used on her, in that hallway at the mill, when he was tearing her down and telling her how bad of a person she was, how he didn't trust her, and how, you know, he can't believe what she's doing. I never knew you. She used all those words on him. And that's what I love about Charlie, is that she masterfully uses words. And after she got done with him and basically told him, hey, I'm, I'm going to be her sister forever. But guess what? You ain't going to be around forever. She's probably right. And all he could do was take the walk of shame back to his truck. I was so done with both of them, as you could probably tell. I was over it. <laughs> I'm just 100% over it. Because at the end of the day, neither one of them has any remorse. 
and Nova apologized, but it was a half-assed apology. It was just like the one she gave Charlie for stealing the money. When she was like, I stole the money, but I'm not sorry. Well, she says, I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry I did it. Okay, Nova. Okay. I'm just done with you. A lot of people also noticed that with Nova, and I know I, I picked up on it, um, Nova said that they kissed almost like they did it once, but that was actually their right, second Right, that wasn't kiss. true. She even, she even lied. In the, in the confession. I put that in my recap. Like, how are you going to be confessing and then don't tell the whole truth? You were a liar. That's why. But go ahead. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they're, they're liars, and it's really nothing else. But really, Remy, though, to me, he showed himself to be a cold mother fucker. Right. <laughs> it's know, like he, it's like he came because he wanted to see like, her hurt. Right, right. I mean, he didn't even mention, like, are you okay after Davis? Like, nothing. He had absolutely no empathy None. for Kelly at all. Which was a complete flip from how yeah. he treated her before. So that's why I, you know, we're going to address this. I had a friend who talked about a husband being a sociopath, and so she's getting a divorce. She then shared an article regarding sociopaths, and she pinpointed a particular passage of the article where they say, Loving the sociopath can feel like finding a soulmate because they mirror your traits. Like, they, they, they know the right thing to say. You know, they, they seem perfect in every way. So the question is, is Remy kind of a sociopath? Are they showing us what a sociopath is? You know, because usually when you hear that term, you're thinking, psycho, he's going to kill me or something, you know. No, but there are sociopaths who really... Or just kind of low-key about it, because he really did seem perfect in every way, but then he slowly, as we recall the season two, started showing a, a little bit more of his true colors, and then they ultimately broke up. But now we really see some coldness in him. And like I said, he had no empathy for her in that scene. None at all. Which is also kind of a, a characteristic of a sociopath. So, do you think that Remy's a sociopath? Uh, I mean... I hesitate to call him that. I don't know why I'm hesitating. I know, because it's such a strong term. It's like, <laughs> it's so strong. Oh, my God. <laughs> I don't want to hate him that much. I don't want to hate him that much. Right. But, but he is quite confusing. He's very, I, I just don't, I don't understand it. And, and, and maybe that's what it is. Maybe he's just batshit crazy. It's like, I don't know. I have no idea because the Remy that we knew, as you said, would have not wanted to to cause that much pain and wouldn't want to witness it. I was just exactly. confused by him, by that. And, and another thing I was just in my feelings about is that Mr. Prosper is Remy's friend, has been Remy's friend for a long time. Mr. Prosper is living with Charlie. He mentioned Mr. Prosper. I was like, you came over to her house. You could have pretended like you came to see Mr. Prosper. How Mr. Prosper doing? Nah, he ain't do that either. He just, I, I was like, Remy, that's your, that's your, hell, Mr. Prosper should be living with him. But he's so righteous. And I'm just, <sighs> Remy confuses me. I, 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 I stop short at calling him a sociopath. But he does meet that definition. Right, yeah, because... Because even here, with, with what you just said with Prosper, that, again, that's is not showing any kind of empathy. That's a you know, he's not, He ain't helped pack the house, nothing. Yeah, in other words, he, again, I'm not a psychologist, but it's my understanding that sociopaths, if they do fall in love, it's simply for their benefit. Yeah. <laughs> They'll do anything to get you. Once they have you, it's it's really all about them. And so, you know, some people have even thought, is Remy just really after the land? You know, I, I don't I don't know, but whatever it is, he clearly didn't care for Charlie really, because right. just in just uh, even just 
a little bit of empathy wasn't even shown. I mean, and he 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 came in there like, so what? Yeah, they did. Yeah, I mean, yeah, his first line is like, I really, I ain't want to be like this. I really want us to work. You know that, but it wasn't working. I was just like, is this how we're starting the conversation? Like, what was this? Yeah, so I'm, I'm really I'm really curious to see where the writers go with this because uh, you know maybe they really are trying to. Because you know they they show a lot of a lot of a lot of different things when it comes to psychology and mental illness and character traits and all that on the show. So maybe they are going to explore that with this character. I mean that may be a little far fetched because sociopath is strong, <laughs> but, very strong. That's why I'm like I don't want to call him that. I just think that maybe he's just. I have a few theories about Remy. One is that maybe he really was feeling Charlie and Charlie opened him up. Because before he was just, I'm never going to get over my wife, never going to get over my wife. And then Charlie shows up and he's like, wow, she's great. But now that he's opened up, he feels the need for companionship with whomever, even though he seemed to be the super selected person. And then the other theory is that maybe he was so hurt by Charlie that he just wants to hurt her. And using her sister to do it doesn't bother him. I just question, I question him and Nova anyway because they've known each other forever. Not forever, but, you know, for a substantial amount of time. I question both of them. I just kind of feel like maybe Remy's just trying to hurt Charlie. And Nova is there, and she's available, and he thinks that he felt something with her. You know, I, I back in season two, I felt her, their chemistry at the, in the kitchen. This season, I don't even feel that chemistry. Right, because it, you even it, mentioned, it like, because you, you even mentioned, like, a third possibility. Are they going the route of trying to show this to be a true, like, they found true love, but you were like, if it is, this is some creepy shit. <laughs> right. It is. This is not true love. It's not true love. It's not and then also, what if they've blown up the entire family for nothing? Right. Because that's still a possibility. Because now that Charlie knows, I'm sure she's gonna pass his information on and the family will know. And you know, if they continue to move forward. The community will know. Everybody will know. But then if they don't work out, they're all, they're just going to look really stupid, and they have burned so many bridges. There, there are so many consequences to what they're doing, and, and they have yet to have a conversation. That's what's killing me about them. They talked about weed, but they haven't. They didn't talk about Charlie. They didn't talk about the family. They didn't talk about any of this stuff. So they're avoiding it, too, and that's what's killing me about their whole situation is just it's, it's driving me nuts well damn are they both sociopaths because no, could be well no one's selfish no, no because seriously you're right like they really are not I mean Nova has shown some empathy obviously but like like you say when they're together though but I, I mentioned that earlier like sometimes when people are allegedly in love this may be more lust or ego whatever it is you know, you, you tend to become selfish and dense and all, all types of shit. Like you say, they're not even thinking about how this will affect everybody. Everybody. <laughs> you know, it's not just Charlie. You're admitting their family, like everybody. Y'all are just so fucking yourself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And like we said, love is a choice. Mm-hmm. You, you can't control your feelings, but you can control your actions. Oh, yeah. So, like, people online trying to justify it. Well, they have chemistry. Well, I might have chemistry with somebody who is already married to someone else. Right. Th- that means I have to say, I'm not doing this because you're married to someone else. Like, that's not an excuse. That's not justification. Exactly. But, you know, I think I, I think the consequences are going to be far greater for the family than they are for Charlie. Because I honestly think Charlie has already accepted it. By telling when she told Remy, do what you're doing with Nova. By the way, I love how she made him say her name. 
do what you oh, do that, what was that wasn't that yeah. like that was gangster no say her name yeah. acknowledge yeah. what you're doing acknowledge what yeah. you were doing with my sister and you say her name but then she says but if, but if you hurt her so i so i felt like charlie has accepted that they are a couple and she took it oh, one yeah. step and was like you know okay so y'all together and now I know I can't trust anybody, including my family, and you better not hurt her. So. You're so gangster, like, that is my girl. Gangster. <laughs> oh, is Charlie is forever handle. the queen, yes. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I swear to God, I, I'm going to take a course in Charlie, because that is how you handle I study at the school of Charlie Bordelon, because, yeah. I mean, there's so much to learn. There's so much No, but seriously, like, in the ideal world, that's how I would handle all kinds of heartbreak. Because, I mean, what can you do? Yeah. <laughs> you know, this and is I, what I think is. for her, she would she refused to let either one of them see her pain. Right. I mean, like, she's a strong... She had that tear fall after Brimmy left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but... Tear, yeah. yeah, I mean, of course she's hurt, but I think that deep down she knows that Remy, like she said, I don't know you. That's not a man she would want anyway. So she dodged right. the bullet. The dude is crazy. Yeah. He crazy. <laughs> like, yeah. And Nova and Remy deserve each other. For him to come to her like he did, that's not a man you want to spend your life with. Sorry. Right. And for him to even have the audacity, I love that term, the audacity, <laughs> the audacity. To, date her, to date her sister or whatever, that is not a man you want to spend the rest of your life. Like, people tell you who they are or show you who they are. So and she's doing this to your best friend. Yeah. Ernest was your best friend. And you're okay with destroying his family. Speaking okay. of Ernest. Speaking of Ernest, even Glenn Turman had the tweet on this. He's like, my children. <laughs> like, my children. I'm rolling I in had my tweeted, grave. I tweeted that Ernest need to come back from the grave and harm Remy. <laughs> and then one of my one of my Twitter friends was like, she replied with, with his tweet. And I was like, see, me and Pop thinking the same thing. Remy needs to haunt his, I mean, Ernest needs to haunt his ass. No, Remy really disappointed me. Like, he, he actually scared me. I mean, he, he yeah, really turned cold. He's, he's pretty Yeah, he's pretty. And any kind of personality like that frightens me because you really have absolutely no regard for people's feelings. And that's a scary thing when yeah, you no can really hurt someone at their core or even to, not only hurt someone at their core, destroy their foundation. Like that, that is deep. When you are really all about yourself and you can destroy other people's foundation. That That's a problem. And Nova is so blinded and selfish herself, she's missing that. That she, you're falling for someone who just hurt your sister to her core. Yeah. yeah. That's who you want to spend the rest of your life with or potentially spend right. the rest of your life with? Really? Right. Okay. <laughs> that's oh, yeah. You there, and that's what I say is that it is that they both deserve each other. Like not even let's just take out the fact that neither one of them knows what the other wants. Let's take that out. But just the way y'all just the way y'all got here is just it's so it's just so karma gonna be riding your back so hard. Like that is karma does not forget the dress. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> like, you know, like, y'all got some old bad that. No, no, like, yeah, just uh, anything like that just freaks me out. But and it, one last thing I'll say is, um, you know, people are often saying, like, how's Remy falling for Nova when she really has her own, you know, is setting her ways, you know, because he was trying to control Charlie from being too independent in many ways. Okay, I wonder if he always had it for, for Nova and just, just the probably was more available. At this point, probably, because he really is. <laughs> <laughs> was like, oh, Charlie's here, and she's, she's just open. You know, like, I don't know. <laughs> well, and another person said he's just addicted to vulnerable women, but I, I don't know where Nova per se showed herself vulnerable, so I don't know. Um, well, I guess in terms of, like, her mother and the issues he's dealing with there, I, I don't know. Ernest. I mean, Nova is vulnerable when Ernest is concerned. Right. And so is Charlie and so is Ra. 
he basically mm-hmm. basically uses the same it's the same strategy with it's not genuine <laughs> it's it juvenile not. at first it did seem genuine and this was his friend and he wants to make sure they're okay right that's now how it you think seems it's like this is easy for him like right. I can pray on you know because he would always bring up Ernest to either make Charlie feel good or make Charlie feel bad right that's, that's, I that's, haven't that's, seen him make, try to make Nova feel bad. But, n- right, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just like, Remy, what are you? Yeah, like, what the fuck? you, Remy, I used to love you. Nova at least had a half-ass apology. I hated that Remy didn't offer one at all. It's all about them. It's Because it's like, even his approach was, I, you know I wanted this work you know it's it's all about him it's a, he's a selfish man and, and he came off super righteous yeah and right yeah allegedly <laughs> but uh right yeah let's allegedly. talk about let's talk about well let's get into our scene it uh what are your predictions your top two predictions for the next episode based on the trailer we saw somebody's getting arrested um Somebody's getting arrested. I, this, but this, this thing with Micah, I, I don't think Micah is going to go down immediately. I think there's going to be like an investigation where it's not going to be the police coming at his, coming to his house immediately. But somebody gets arrested, and that's I was trying to figure out. I think it, it would be Ant because it's his bag. But I'm also wondering if Ant had been in trouble before because that way his prince would be in the system. I know this is getting a bit into it. But... I feel like Ant's going down, and I wonder if Ant goes down, is he going to just be, you know, just going to tell on everybody? Interesting, because he's the one with the most mouth, and he's also the one that the security guard at the school had to tell him to get off the table, and he was all up in the security guard's face. Do you remember that? Like in, when, when Michael first went to uh, public school? Right. So, I, yeah, so it's going to be interesting, but I think in the long term, this whole thing is going to bring Davis back uh, or make him realize he needs to be back for his son. And so I think that's like a long-term prediction. But next time, I think Ant's going to get arrested. Um, Oh, Mr. Prosper. Oh, Mr. Prosper's in the hospital. This is going to tear me up. But one thing I noticed was that Romero was there. And I like that. So I don't know what that's about. I think I said in one of my recaps before that Romero was going to end up helping Charlie take care of Mr. Prosper. And it looks like he's either there for support or he might end up being a support for Charlie while she takes care of Mr. Prosper because, again, Charlie has to do every goddamn thing. And we finally meet Colton Landry. So that's going to be interesting because I'm sure he's um, an asshole, just like his dad. So it's going to be interesting to see. But I think she's going to, you know, she's threatening him. So um, I'm just going to hope for the best and say that Charlie is going to get what she needs to get from Colton. I feel that... With Ralph Angel, he potentially will lose Blue. You know, temporarily. Oh, the CPS, right? the Child and Family Services. Um, right. So I think that will be. Um, that's uh, one of my predictions. Uh, Nova and Remy. I actually think Nova will briefly break up with him, but I think they will ultimately end up being together, and we'll see all the mess from that. Uh-huh. <laughs> And I agree with you, though, on your predictions. Like, I definitely think someone's going to get arrested. Um, and we'll see. So you but think Nova what, and Remy are going to... You think you think they're going to smash? Like, what do you think? To no, not I, get I think any? they are going to be together. I do think... Well, you know, who knows? Maybe that will happen. Like, she'll initially break up with him, and then she'll just knock on his door. I have no idea. But I, I think initially... I think she actually feels more obviously more guilt than he does, mm-hmm. so she may break it off temporarily. I really don't think that they're going to. Uh, I, I mean, I really do think that they're going to end up being an official couple long term. But you, okay, but, but also the preview you see I buy is going to go at her about the article. I think, but I think she's yeah. I don't think she's going to go after her. I don't think she'll know about Remy. But go ahead. But you don't think Charlie's going to tell her? 
Um, I think that I think the whole confronting Nova is really going to be strictly about the article. I don't know. I feel like the fallout with Remy and Nova, this is more of an opinion, has been a little quick. I just feel like there's going to be more that we're going to see for the finale. And more people find out. Right. But I more think Charlie's going to tell Vi. I think she's going to tell Vi. I, I, I think she's going to ask on Vi, did you know? Because you know they're always keeping secrets from Charlie. Yeah, but I don't know if that will happen by episode 10. I think, obviously, ultimately, she will know. But I don't know if that will happen episode 10. Because they have to, you know, play it out. Because it was such a major story of this season. How many they episodes They can't just keep it like they did. You said what? 13 episodes, right? Yeah, 13 episodes. So I think that the finale is going to be some kind of big blow up with that. With or, um, everybody finding well. out? Yeah, with the family finding out. But then again, I don't know, like, where else they can go. Because, I mean, Charlie knows already. I think, like, most people were waiting for Charlie to find out. Find so, out. Right. It's so, like Charlie knows. That's why I feel, because I'm thinking um, she's going to tell. Because I think that people have kept things from Charlie for so long. Like, she's always getting ambushed. So I think her first plan will be, her first thing will be like, hey, I lied. Did you know? Or, Ra, did you know about this? You know what I mean? Like, it seems, that seems like, that seems like a natural progression. It would, but Charlie's so tunnel visioned on this Landry stuff. Well, probably that's going to throw her off, too. Yeah, and that, too, yeah. You know, but, you know, this is TV. We'll see. But I, I feel like if they are going to have Aunt Vi confront Nova, which I'm pretty sure it will happen. I feel they should wait a little bit. Don't, don't give have it to any episodes left. Yeah. Well, I know. Well, you know, we got to have a strong finale. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> but yeah, but those are my predictions. Um, so any final thoughts before we close? No, just the borderlines make me so tired sometimes. That's about it. That's all I got. Yeah, because Oprah, Oprah tweeted today how she went to bed worried about... I stay well, worried. Today, worried. Worried about Charlie, Ralph Angel, and Nova. She's like, this worry is some real... I don't worry about <laughs> Nova. It's just like Charlie told Jacob, no, you think very highly of yourself because I don't think of you at all. I don't think of Nova <laughs> at all. Like, I don't care what happens. Good luck with your book, but I don't... I'm good. I'm good on Nova. You know, no, Nova's definitely a complicated human being, that's for sure. Ugh, oh, she works my nerves. As they say, she's something else. Anyway, <laughs> all right, that's our show for today. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe, and we will be back next week. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, only by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.